the heady, big answer is that, you know, donuts being a circle, uh, the, the unity of that, you know, we could talk about everything everywhere all at once and the bagel and that sort of the circle that just encompasses everything. Perhaps it was just meant to be. It's Gerald's House of Donuts and Ideas here on You May Contribute a Verse. I'm Josh Milken, Children's Lit author, father, science communicator, and podcaster, joined by Brenna Jennerette, Children's Lit author, mother, avid climber, and outdoors person, and podcaster. This is the podcast you may contribute a verse where we talk to kid lit creators, share their stories, and learn from their journeys. If you don't know today's guest, there's at least one easy way to remedy that. Go and listen to our conversation from one year ago, January 2022. Gerald Connors is a delight, and you'll find there's more than enough ground to cover in this follow-up conversation. I dare say the annual Gerald is an achievable goal should our commitment and creativity hold out. Speaking of creativity, you're going to hear only about a million potential title ideas in this episode, but I think we had it in one. Gerald's house is truly one built of both ideas and the execution thereupon. If you're here for donuts, we get there eventually, but it's worth the wait. Remember that we didn't know about Gerald's Kickstarter uh, at the time that we started this episode. As a publication, I'm happy to report that Gerald's Donuts for Everybody Kickstarter has exceeded its fundraising goal. Listening to this old conversation feels so quaint, even though we only had it a week and a half ago. We've come a long way since then, including through the beginning, where I feel especially fortunate to have been both clued in and available to be the first donor. There's a lot more in store, from James Marshall to Invisible Things, Gerald's got a lot of irons in the fire. But before we begin, lend us your ears as we introduce something new to the podcast. Hey gang, Brenna and I are excited to announce our first ever partnership through 2023. We are partnering with, drumroll please, your friend and mine, Justin Cologne, in support of his new educational venture, The Kidlet Hive. For those who may not be clued into The Kidlet Hive yet, Justin is offering, through that service, access to affordable and inclusive educational sessions, from webinars to multi-week classes, each one chock full of agents, editors, authors, and illustrators from across the Kidlet world. Justin is launching programming with a bang next month. In early February the 6th, week writing the graphic novel course geared toward non-illustrators begins, where comics writer Daniel Maoleon will dive into the creative and technical graphic novel creation process with opportunities for feedback and critiques. And on February 2nd, access to the Journey Through Acquisitions editor panel opens with huge names Foyinsi Adegbonmire with Macmillan, Esther Cajahuaringa at Penguin Random House, Feather Flores with Simon & Schuster, Mabel Shu from HarperCollins, and Sylvie Frank at Disney Hyperion. These editors will participate in a moderated panel peeling back the curtain on the acquisitions process from their own points of view. We are so excited to be partnering with Justin and the Kidlit Hive this year and for what's in store. Check out these two sessions and everything more at kidlithive.com, K-I-D-L-I-T-H-I-V-E.com. Now on to our verse with Gerald Connors. No. Okay. So we're good. <laughs> Good morning. Hello. Everybody is here. <laughs> um, Gerald, we're so excited to have you. Like everybody, we both listened to your original episode in preparation. Mm -hmm. On that note, I want to just put out into the universe that you should be our <laughs> first guest every year because you are our first guest. Hey. Well, so yeah. the annual Gerald. It can be like annual Gerald. It's how we've been talking about it. I, I like that idea very much. Um, yeah, you can count me in. I'll 
I, I barely plan things a week into the future. So a year is ambitious, but I'm certain, I'm certain we can make that happen. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> We've got you every year as long as your attention. That's right. Um, hey, Josh, I'm still having trouble hearing you. You're really, really silent. I don't know what I can do on my end, but... Um, Did I get quiet again, Brenna? You are it's a little just, bit quiet. It's just quiet. Um, even on the audio, uh, you know, like a, yeah. a oscilloscope, like yours is, is a fraction of what Brenna's and mine are. Okay. I'll be right back again. Okay. okay. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so technical. No, I know. I'm, act I'm actually doing this to hear him. And if I turn up my speaker any louder, you're going to be like, I'm yeah, blasting. I'm going to like blow it out. Yeah. yeah. I, I tend to be the one who comes in like real hot with my right. mic. I'm so. eating the mic now. All right, Josh, let's see. Not sustainable, but still silent. Still quiet. Can you turn up the mic at all? You're looking up, you're checking out my mic. Man. That's better. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, is that your gain? No, that says minimum. Are we going to pick what, up? What's the top button? Now I can hear Turn myself. all the way to the left on your... Well, how did that happen? Yeah, your gain is turned all the way down. Children. Is that... Would that help? Okay. Oh, that's ah, much better. better. Much better. My waveform looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, that's way better. Okay. You... I would be clever to plug uh, yeah. invisible things. It must ahead, have been Brenda. one of those invisible things uh, <laughs> sneaking nice. around your home. I was actually... <laughs> Okay, before we go there, Brenna, which, which I think you might uh, be eager I was to. I'm trying to, yes. I'm okay. trying to. No, no, no. Uh, but I do want to say this in, in terms of me being the first um, uh, guest of, of the year and also referring to our previous call. So <laughs> um, we, I thought it was very clever of both of you to brand that as manifesting with Gerald Connors, right? But in, the, in our actual discussion, I felt like maybe I wasn't the best uh, advocate for manifesting. Uh, because I feel I approached the topic very warily. And as soon as we got off our call last year, I was like, I know what I wanted to say. Yeah, so I'm going to say that now. In the book Lizard Music by Daniel Pinkwater, um, there's a scene after the main character, Victor, finds this hidden island uh, populated by lizards. The lizards take him on a tour of their capital city, Thunderbolt City. Uh, they take him to see these various points of interest, one of which is the house of plants and the house of ideas. Um, he thinks the house of it sounds really boring. He thinks it's like a botanical garden, but it's actually filled with like these really um, wondrous and uh, you know magical plants. Cool. Uh, there's a plant that can tell if you're telling the truth, and uh, and it's really like shriveled and ugly, you know. And the lizard says to Victor, um, uh, "Isn't it beautiful?" And Victor goes, "Yes," because he doesn't want to hurt his host's feelings. And then the plant blows a raspberry at him, and uh, <laughs> and uh, Victor's and and the lizard laughs and says, "You know." Um, it knows you're lying. And Victor says, but it didn't blow a raspberry when you said it was beautiful. And the lizard says, that's because I believe it is. And that's nice, right? So the other one is the house of ideas. So right before he, the lizard sends Victor into the house of ideas, he goes, whatever you do, don't think about a snake. So Victor's like, what? And he goes in and he thinks about a snake. And then there's this cobra, like a, like a five foot tall cobra rearing up at him and hissing in his face. Um, and he's, he thinks he's going to die. And then the yeah. lizard from outside the hut yells, think about a cornbread sandwich or something like this. And, <laughs> and then the snake turns into a cornbread sandwich. And basically it's this, it's this house that whatever you imagine becomes real in front of you. So Very cool. to bring this back to manifesting, that's kind of what I think of manifesting. Like I'm going to go into it thinking, don't think about a cobra and I'll think about a cobra and <laughs> I'll manifest a cobra. So I don't actually, uh, you, um, 
Yeah, manifesting. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't play so with you, that. So you you demanifest. But I, I I admire and I I people who do and I feel like I've seen it. Uh, you know. Yeah. Right. Turn wonderful things into reality. Next year's I remanifesting. <laughs> Unmanifesting un with Gerald Connors. That'll un- be the title oh, of this no. one. <laughs> oh no! That's like an amazing book, it. by the way. Yeah. Or yeah. or the Idea House. That's a great. That's another great title. That'll oh, that's good. that's nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the House of Ideas. <laughs> oh, I like that. The House of Ideas with Gerald Connors. Yeah. That. I mean, to be fair, that's sort of how. That's like a great personification of how I see you on Twitter. Mm. Like you are sort of like this like house of ideas. I mean, I so to circle back to Invisible Things, which mm-hmm. I love and was so thank you, just like fun and magical to get in the mailbox, and then the tiny letter that came inside. I was like, that is great. I got so excited. I'm like, Finfin, look, it's this tiny little letter. He was like, whoa. So I just. I love that on so many levels. And especially after listening to the original show with you, you had said, right? Like you love these zines that people put out and they're independent. It doesn't you know, matter. They're just doing it because they love it. And yeah. you did that. I mean, you did that this year after, I mean, no. not directly after our conversation, but like you made that happen. I, I'm Yes. Yeah. And um, could have done it without Jennifer Thomas, Susan Andrews. And Laura Cooney, of course, yes. um, my collaborator, my collaborators on that project, but yeah, made it happen before the end of the year. And um Oh, I don't know what else to say about that, except it's, I guess it's a combination of believing it can happen, but also, you know, working to make it happen, um, which we did. And um, uh, I won't, I won't say we worked hard because I mean, we did, but also like it was, it was a joy, right? So it didn't, it didn't feel like a chore to get this done. It was just a thing that came together beautifully and we're very, we're all very proud of. I have to cop to the fact that I, I'm, I'm, missed i've had some personal stuff going on mm. and i think i missed the announcement of that i don't have invisible things and i've been very jealous but i've been too ashamed to you know I, say like where can know, i i actually this? um uh leading into this conversation i meant to send you a copy just so that you would have one on hand because um yeah i i realized my copy is in your flooded basement <laughs> it, it, isn't a, it is uh, safe up here in the attic with me but um no just with the uh donuts happening this past um few weeks it's been um been very busy Um, yeah i will i will i'll get you a copy i'll be very happy to get you a copy that is another oh i was just gonna say that's another house of invisible of ideas invisible ideas maybe we could put we could fuse them together Mm -hmm. donuts anyway sorry no no no, it's good it's good (laughs) (laughs) being completely ignorant of Mm -hmm. the process and having missed its inception where where did invisible things come from all right. So um, there's a group of people who do Haiku Saturday on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I may have only taken part once, uh, but I do like I, I do like it. Um, you know, seeing everyone take part in, in reading and sharing uh, their work. Um, that morphed, or it didn't morph. It it spawned another thing called Limerick Sunday. Um, Jennifer Thomas. Uh, who posts words that make me smile on Twitter, which I al- which always do make me smile. I love um, those posts. Aren't they They're great? So I know, good. I know. It's it's perfect for word nuts. I mean, it's it's yes. it's great. And I have to admit, like, she's actually pulling out. I mean, I'm not a great uh, lexicographer. Um, you know, I don't. I have favorite words, but you know, I don't. I don't know like those wonderful rare ones necessarily. Uh, Jennifer is always pulling those out of her hat. So I really admire that. So she approached me and said that she had written a limerick actually with Susan and Laura, which they did in collaboration over Twitter DMs. 
and would I like to illustrate it? So I want to put a big I want to put a big asterisk on this um, point, which is that artists get hit up a lot for free work, um, which is not great. Uh, but Jennifer wasn't doing this. Like we we've been in touch on Twitter, and you know, uh, she sees that I, I like making things, and she thought this might be something that inspired me. So it wasn't you know like. Uh, she didn't offer like, you exposure or anything. No, I'm a better one to think that, right? That, you know, Jennifer's out there going like, I'm going to score some free art out of this, get out of this rube. You know, right? Like, right. That, guy, that guy gives away stuff for free. Like I'm cashing it in. Like, no, like it wasn't, it was not like that at all. So uh, she approaches me and says, would you like to illustrate this uh, limerick we made about a giraffe, a knock knee giraffe? And I said, well, actually, how would you feel about making a whole book? <laughs> and Jennifer said, um, it, intriguing, uh, but what does that take? So we met we met over Zoom. Oh, actually, we met online a few times, uh, discussed it, and then um, decided we wanted to go for it and started meeting over Zoom and uh, working on a shared Google Doc. And in probably the course of two months, I think between September and the start of November, we wrote uh, more than 20 poems, but only 20 made, it, made the cut for the book. And... Um, some I had started illustrating early in the process, the ones that inspired me the most. Uh, but then between uh, the start in the middle of November, I illustrated the rest and then laid them out, took them to a printer. Uh, we, we split the cost of printing them. We have uh, copies now existing here uh, with me, with, with Jennifer in, in Canada and with Laura in Scotland. So we've, uh, we've got an international presence and it's, yeah, that, that's how that's how it started and went. It's um, a lot of fun. What do you hope for with it? Oh, it's done. I don't have any more hopes. <laughs> <laughs> our, our only hope was <laughs> that's exactly the answer. Okay, I expected now <laughs> I would be I um, I would be lying if I said the thought hasn't occurred to me that you know like maybe someone would notice this and say, "Wow, this this has potential." You know, like that that thought flits across my mind. Um, do I put any uh, eggs in that basket? No, no. Like it's, you know, like I, it would be great to get that level of recognition or to see this like grow into something bigger. At the same time, the only goal for the project was to make something we could all hold and share um, has been met. And, and so I'm satisfied. Now there's more copies around, I would, <laughs> it would be nice. I'd love to free up I, the space in my attic. <laughs> I would love to free up that space. Although I was smart this time because I've done this before with bigger projects and I wind up with like like huge uh, boxes of, of hardback books that I move from when I lived in apartments from apartment to apartment, you know, just um, schlepping these things around. Um, but this is a small manageable box of these very tidy um, booklets, you know. Yeah, they're not they're not enormous either. It's a perfect like invisible things size, right? Because invisible yeah, things yeah. are I mean they're tiny, you know, they're not Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's totally on theme. And my favorite part about this whole thing is just like how refreshingly like quick and easy it sort of mm. seemed and seamless. I mean, you can toil over books and manuscripts for years or however long then you finally submit it and then even if it gets picked up which it may not then mm -hmm. it's another couple of years till it gets yep. published and then that gets pushed back and it's a mm -hmm. whole thing you guys conceptualized did it printed it whatever in a couple of months done it's this is yeah the world now yep yep and you know which which isn't to say that um 
uh, publishing is filled with busy work because it's not. Everyone's doing everyone's doing a lot. There's many many moving parts, and it's a lot bigger than four people making you know something fair. together over Zoom. That's fair. Um, at the same time, yeah, there's not really a reason to overthink these things. Like if you want to make something, like just make it. You know, um, I had. Um, I have the benefit of having self-published before and, and, you know, made mini comics and zines. And I kind of understand, you know, just how like the, the process of printing works pre-press and that. Um, we had a zoom launch party, by the way, which was, which was amazing. Uh, it was, it was so much fun. You know, we shared the process of how we made the book. We had uh, people, we read selections from the book. Uh, we talked about zines. We talked about self-publishing. It was a great, it, it felt, um, I couldn't imagine, um, a book launch going any better than the way that went. It was, I'm it so was... bummed I missed it. I meant to be there too. Yeah, it yeah. Oh, no. It was like holiday stuff. Of course. No, I know. Awesome. I know. It's that that anyone showed up, you know, is a is a great uh, uh, boost to our self esteems. Um, but no, it really was. It really was a wonderful um, and magical time. Um, but yeah, yeah, being able, sorry, I was uh, just, you know, sort of like the goal of it, you know, like we, we reached that milestone, we did it, it's, it was, it was so satisfying, so satisfying, so fun. Did you find that there was any negotiation in ensuring that you were all on the same page in terms of the way that you were approaching the project? Yeah, yeah. Um, so going into it, uh, I had the idea that a good book title could be Limerick Sunday, because, you know, the thing is called Limerick Sunday. Um and all the foods would be limericks sort of based, or all the poems would be limericks based on um, foods, um, which I still think is a good idea, but I don't know if I can read a whole book full of limericks really, as much as I enjoy them. Like, I don't, you know, like too much of a, of a too much of a mediocre thing. <laughs> no, I don't know. Limericks are great. I love limericks. They're, they're wonderful. Um, good save. Good save. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Uh, um, so we wanted to go into it with a coherent theme. Um, and so we, we floated a few ideas out there. The, the Limerick Sunday was out, uh, because I, I felt I couldn't fully invest myself into, you know, Limericks about food. Uh, Jennifer very thoughtfully, because she said that Limerick Sunday and also Haiku Saturday are sort of, um, uh, they're community collaborations. So if we built this thing for four people and didn't really open it up to other people, it, it's not in the spirit of those events. Hmm. Um, so, so Jennifer's absolutely right to suggest that we pick something new. Uh, at the same time, I was sort of, I've been fascinated with, you know, like, uh, I'm a gnome guy. <laughs> I love gnomes, but also just the magical and the mysterious and, and, and the invisible, you know. Um, so we started down that thread and then I got a little bit heady. Did either of you see the thing I posted a few weeks back right before Christmas about um, from Terry Pratchett's The Hogfather? No. Where the character, um, the character Death is talking about the hum humans need, the humans uh, need to believe and, and why we do that. And Death's granddaughter, who's a half human girl, says, um, so, so human needs to believe, humans need to believe to make life bearable. And Death goes, no, humans need to believe to be human because it's, and then he has this, this monologue, but it's that we need to believe in things that aren't real so that we can make them real. Oh, interesting. So, you know, th things like um, mercy, justice, duty, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. Like those aren't real things. Those only exist because we believe they're real, you know. That's a um, really interesting perspective. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, hurts my brain a little bit, but also like inspires like, you know, those backstories. Like, yeah, the, the first time I saw that, which was on late night TV, um, that the broadcast of that show, um, you know, it's, it's lighthearted. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's 
Terry Pratchett fantasy, uh, a lot of silly moments. Uh, but then, you know, he sort of drops that at the very last few minutes of the, of the show. And it, it did. Yeah. Same thing. It like kind of like bent my mind a little where I was like, wow, that's, that's, um, I did not see that coming, but it's, right? it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thought, you know, that, he, and that's how he says that humans need to believe and children need to believe in the small lies so that they can grow up to believe in the big lies. Uh, those lies being mercy yeah. and justice. If you push on that, you know, even a little bit, it's sort of like, whoa, like yeah, yeah, reality yeah. sort of implodes a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. But sort of in a good way, you're like, wait, what, what, you know, what are the ramifications here? And like, what part am I playing in this? Do I want to uphold this sort of belief system? Like, is this mm. something that like makes my world better or is it? No, I think, you know? I think all parents have struggled with that, right? With, um, yeah. Uh, but I won't say any more about that, depending on who's listening. Uh, but yeah, parents struggle with with those with those truths. Yeah, no, I mean, agreed. Yeah, even at like a very small level, right? Like mm -hmm. Santa, for instance. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. who, you know, what do you, each family. Be careful you know, depending on who's listening. <laughs> no, exactly. I'm not, I'm not saying anything else. I'm not, I'm not going to out myself as a denier. It's, um... But I mean, no, you're, you're totally right. Because what do you do with that tradition? You know, like, it's fun to believe in the in like the spirit and the fun of it. And I'm all for that. Yeah. But also, you know, I don't, I, I don't want to perpetuate something that I can't always uphold, like if it's not sustainable, you know, so that's my work. thing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so right? I'm like, work. oh, snap, like, that's, that's a lot on me. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. gonna have to, what does that mean going forward? Right? So yeah. anyways, I mean, yeah, again, everybody deals with that in a different way. But that's an interesting thought about how yeah. to move forward with those. Things. Well, it's, it's, it's a great thing to think about. I think too, also as, as creators of books for children, right? Like, um, yeah, uh, I do talk a lot about, you know, just going for it and just writing what you want to write. But you know, the other side is you, you have a responsibility to a, to a kid audience, uh, to some degree. Um, and, and that's where things like this, you know, you think, I, I do think about bigger things like that. Mm. Um, so, so I got all up in my head with that idea and I thought it might be a book about those topics, which, would have been way too heady for what mm. the, you know, the kind of project we were aiming for. Um, so we pulled it back from those intangibles to actual, like just mythological beings um, and gnomes and fairies and giants. And uh, I think it's the and, perfect line. Like you guys walked that like perfect line with that. If that's where you were coming from, you know, mm -hmm. know, knowing a little bit more about like where it came from the inception of it. Like, yeah, that's the perfect landing place for that because it was so fun. Like, so I'm so glad you think so. Yeah. I mean, my son's favorite illustration is the one of the dragon coming up and like oh, blowing the smoke through yeah. the subway grates. That's, I mean, I love that because it's such a perfect, you can show, you know, people on above and then the mm -hmm. dragon below and how they sort of are like interacting. I, that's either my favorite or second favorite illustration in that book. Um, going into it, I really want to do it justice. That was Laura's poem. Um, she started with a story about a dragon in um, a garden. Okay. Uh, known to the child, the child actually interacts with the dragon. Uh, but then, as the in, in the early days, as a project, very quickly veered towards like the side of like invisible things in our world. Uh, the dragon found a home in the subway instead. Um, and then she wrote that sort of free verse piece about about it, which I think is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I really wanted to do it justice, and it wasn't until the very last minute. Not kidding. The day I took the uh, art to the printers. Um, it just, I wasn't sure it was, it was complete, but I added a lot of smudges on the back end of the dragon where it looks like he's coming out of the darkness and it really makes the subway look like a tunnel or a cavern. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those, I mean, some of that, some of that stuff might even have like my fingerprint in it. I kind of just like got in there and made it really, um, 
smudgy, you know. Oh, I'll have to go back and look for the fingerprint. That's a good Easter egg. Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably disguised underneath a lot of brushwork, but um, it's I, I guarantee you, like there's there's that kind of a mark in there. Yeah. It's, nothing, nothing that would allow us to, you know, use your hand for <laughs> inner sanctum. Yeah, no. <laughs> I've yeah, no, 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 nothing like that. Yeah. I, my my fingerprints have changed over time. I don't I don't know why. I think uh, I don't know, but my 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 phone scanner doesn't doesn't recognize me anymore. You know what's really interesting about fingerprints are yeah they do mm. change over time and yeah the. Like for me, yeah, my phone scanner won't always scan it and it's because of climbing. So I've also had oh, several jobs. Right, right, right. With, yeah, I've also had several jobs in the past working with kids and generally they want you to have a background check. So I'd mm -hmm. go in for fingerprints and there was like a whole kerfuffle this one time because they were like, we can't, we can't. Yeah, yeah. Like you have nothing because, you know, climbing wears off the tips. So they get, they're yep. like raw and yeah, so the, yeah. the fingerprints are gone. So I had to leave and come back. So they were like, so you, like you yeah, let them grow those, back in. Like yeah, they were oh, like, wow, can you let wow. those like heal and like come back so that you can actually <laughs> yeah, so we can actually get. I'm like, I promise, I'm not like a criminal, just like burning off yeah. the tips of my fingers. Yeah, right. <laughs> we can either really trust you because you're one of the men in black, or we can't trust you at all. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that, that's common also to bricklayers. Actually, uh, well, oh. back in the day, I don't know if they, you know, I mean, I'm not sure how bricks are laid nowadays. That um, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, the the course, um, yeah, right. and yep. it would mm -hmm. it would the same as rock, yeah, sort of yeah, like whittle yeah. it down. Once again, it does not pay to prepare for this podcast, <laughs> so that we can pave the way. Brick pun intended for right. uh, unexpected conversations. Right, exactly. fingerprints would not have been on my list. Yeah, yeah. disguising your identity with Gerald. Right, Collins. right, right under twelve days of donuts. Discuss fingerprints. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> bricklaying. Yeah. masonry in general yeah uh there's there's connective tissue we can we oh, can make here i mean between the between the changing nature of fingerprints and the way that you're you know you 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 create and you leave behind uh for things to blow away in the wind mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do you know when i was teaching uh so my classroom was the steam lab class um the steam lab where kids made things but because of the size of the school and the size of the room and the nature of the projects um, I couldn't let kids just take things away because it was just too much, right? Like I couldn't store that many projects. Mm. Uh, you know, 600 kids came through my classroom, so it, it wasn't practical. Um, so early on, I was like, I have to sort of establish with these kids that um, everything we're making is temporary. At the end of it, we're going to take down the towers we built. We're going to dismantle the straw mm. roller coasters we made. Um, so in my second year, I introduced a lesson, uh, based on those sand mandalas, um, that, uh, monks make. Yeah. And we would, sh I would show them these beautiful works that these monks would make out of colored sand. Um, um, j just gorgeous and, and intricate and, and, you know, like precise and just like that. And then at the end of it, they just take a, a straw broom and they just sweep it up, you know, and that's, and the, the the act is just in the creating and not, not in the preserving. Um, and it always blew their minds, you know, that, <laughs> that this, that you could do that, that you could invest so much time and effort into something and then just like, let it go. Um, didn't change many minds. They still hated me when I had to have them dismantle their, their, you know, marble runs or whatever it was we built that day. But um, yeah, no, I always opened with that. 
the minimalist in me loves that because mm-hmm. so much of just like stuff that you you know cart around with you that's part of my favorite thing about moving is i generally yeah. get rid of like half my stuff because oh. i'm like what am i gonna do with this where am i gonna put it or like yeah. Yeah. you know i lived in a foreign country for five years so moving from one foreign country to another foreign country i'm like well i'm not gonna take like this couch with me so yeah. you know you're just yeah like, yeah yeah no 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 but, you just assemble it minecraft style and make right. it oh <laughs> my god i can i spend hours doing inventory in minecraft like i can't do that in my own home so this this project uh, this, this program uh, this podcast this episode could also be called dichotomies with gerald connors because <laughs> i say this but if i was to turn this camera and point it in that direction you would see just boxes and boxes and boxes of paper, right? Um, I just filmed a video um, in preparation for which I cleared out my workspace. And of course, I just shoved everything in the boxes. So now I have more boxes <laughs> that I need to eventually sort through. Um, so I do, say do that. as I say, not as I do with Gerald Connors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Practice what you preach with Gerald Connors. Um, but as uh, Brenna, I'm with you. Boy, do I love moving because you just purge because you get to that point yes. where you're like, okay, the mover's coming in like one hour. And like, you just start, you become brutal. You're like, keep yeah. this, not keep that. Yep. That said, um, the only thing I ever gave away that I regret, the only thing was I was moving from Vancouver it was that situation where we were, we had a truck, uh, we had a ride coming through, we had to fit everything in this one truck. And I had a box of Sunday comics of, uh, from the San Francisco Chronicle back when Sunday comics were like a big insert. Um, I was living in Canada and my dad who was living in Napa sent me, collected and sent me uh, bundles of these, of this comic. Right. And they're very special oh, to me. Yeah. But in that moment when we were moving, I was like, okay, like it's a, it was a big box of like just these newspaper Sunday funnies. Um, and I threw them out. I threw them out. And I regret that to this day because that's that, that's probably the only thing um, I wish I still had. You know, the only, I the did... only answer is to keep everything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. exactly. Don't let anything go. Okay. Man, man. <laughs> I did something similar when I moved from Tahoe to Okinawa. Same mm-hmm. thing. I had to box everything up and I was going to yep. send everything right to, to Okinawa. And I'm like, well, this is it's a whole undertaking. Like, this is insane. So I gave away my snowboard, my bike, like all of my like gear. That was fine. I'm like, I can replace that. Like, who cares? Yeah. But I gave away because it was when was it? It was like 10 years ago. So I gave away or I threw away my thing of CDs that I had because I'm mm, like, mm-hmm. I never listened to these. They're yeah. CDs. Like, I don't, you know, just yeah. like toss them. And I still regret that a little bit. I saved all of the ones that like if anybody made me one or there was like a homemade one or yeah. whatever, I saved those. So I have like a little like a sleeve. But yeah, I still I can picture myself like taking the whole thing and just like making the choice and throwing it into the big dumpster. And I'm just like, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because music is that thing, too. It's such a time machine. You can yeah, like, put it on it. and just like immediately you're back in that moment. Yeah. And the jackets and how they were organized is oh. that same sort of like time portal. Right. Thing. And you remember doing that? So I, I remember vividly like going to the record shop and then buying like a CD mm-hmm. um, and then riding the bus home uh, to camp, you know, college days. Um, yeah. And then like, you know, you crack open the CD and you, you pull out the album cover or, you know, the, the little liner yeah, notes. Like the insert, yeah. Oh my gosh. And you sit there and you read it. You what you're saying right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the cellophane. Totally. Josh is too young. He doesn't, he doesn't understand. <laughs> I have this friend in college who, and he still does this, every CD, every album, every whatever piece of music that Mm -hmm. he buys, he has categorized on on like a spreadsheet and Um, in his brain, like he can, if I'm like, hey, Munch, like, can you tell me 
uh, number 497, he'll be like, oh, yeah, that's blah, blah, blah from, mm. you know, whatever album or whatever it is. And I'm just like, wow. So so incidentally, I mean, just, you know, because uh, we're all writers, uh, that name for that guy, mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. Munch. Yeah, munch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. Munch. Hey, Munch, what was that song I was listening to? Totally. Oh, you that's mean the his, Dead Kennedys? You know, his, yeah. Yes, that's his last name. And so we just always called no, him that. It's perfect. You couldn't you couldn't write that any better. You could right? there's no there's no way you can improve that. He's gonna much. have to make an appearance in the so Gerald, I also yeah. saw that you are also sort of in the back of your brain you have a pinned idea for a novel in verse. So oh. yeah, so okay. I, I do too, and I have yeah, all these yeah. notes and all this stuff, but it's about my sort of like my college experience. And so mm-hmm. Munch will have to make an appearance. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Chapter, and I might just call it Munch. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that that is pinned only in the loosest sense. Um, you know, you yeah. When we were talking about limericks, so my last name is Connors, and so you know, I'm I'm. Um, there are many rich stories in my upbringing <laughs> that I think would that more than one person has has said to me, um, "Wow, you should really." You know, like, and, and if not, you know, for publication, maybe use this method of. Uh, of writing for processing, uh, totally. some of which you've gone through. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's for that reason that I've been avoiding it because there's a lot there. Um, well, I've been avoiding mine too, and I feel like yeah. it's similar. You know, it's like, and I want to do it justice as well. Right. I don't, you know, so I'm like, oh, if I dive in and I don't do it right. Yeah. Yeah. No, un- well, there's un- that aspect. Un- right? Manifesting yeah. some critical things that you need to process. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here's another idea. You know, there was <laughs> there's a thing where people were taking pictures of themselves, and uh, well, no, sorry. Um, what's the thing? Uh, the the Penguin Classic covers, and you could get a blank template, then you could put your own photo in it and put your own fake title. And what? people were making, yeah, I don't know. This happened like last year at some point. I so, want to do it. So yeah, right. So then you can say, you know, like, uh, uh, my, you know, like. Um, no Prince by Brenna Jennerette, right? And then you would have like this like picture. Of it. Yeah, it's great. You know, like, um, yeah, but I, I have a, <laughs> I have a picture of me on a toilet, but it's a kid's toilet. So um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's at this library in the kids section and the toilet is miniature. It's made for little kids, right? Yeah. So I have, I'm in there with my kids and they're sitting on, this is like years ago uh, when they're small enough to fit it properly. And so my kids are sitting on this toilet and it's hilarious because it's a miniature toilet, but now with them on it, they look giant, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't want to take a picture of my kids cause it's, you know, it's, that's private to them, obviously. Even I'm, I'm in the room. I'm their dad. It's right. They're, they're little, little, little disclaimer, so, disclaimer. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, but I say, Hey, take a picture of me on the toilet. Ha ha. It'll be funny. So I sit, I pull my pants down, sit on the toilet. My kid snaps a picture and it's like this perfect picture because the toilet is so small. I look like a giant sitting on this <laughs> little toilet. Right. So I toyed with putting that picture as a cover for the penguin, uh, classic and then the title i put was more crap than you can handle <laughs> <laughs> more crap than you can handle with gerald connors yes. um, that's so many so many episode titles oh my gosh what are you gonna do how do you pick we might divide it into a dozen episodes that's what i was gonna the 12 say 12 days of gerald yeah the 12 <laughs> days of gerald. each episode is like man would you get sick of me <laughs> that's it sounds nice on paper but <laughs> Okay, but so based on the original episode and the yes. fact that you had said, 
right? Like you just love the process. Mm -hmm. You also have been doing that with, with the donuts and the 12 days of donuts and like all, like all of the donuts, right? Like it's, I love the impetus of it. And then just like the creativity of it and everybody is like so captivated. Like people love this thing. Um, nothing I could have predicted. Um, it's, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say about that, except that maybe in these situations, like if, if, if art comes from a genuine place, then I think it's going to resonate. And that's where the donuts came from. The whole thing started when, um, it it was a rough, it was a rough, well, my God, these days, like, it's just a, (laughs) it's perpetually a rough news week, right? Like, it's just, it feels like there's so much, but this was like a particularly bad news week, Mm. uh, June of, of last year. Mm. Um, and I was just feeling it. So I decided that I would just, I just wanted to make something and just share that with people. And, and it, it, yeah, it clearly uh, struck a chord. Um, people, people went all in on the donuts. Well, I say that, but you know, like it's, it's not like I went hugely viral. I mean, like it's big, I think among my, um, uh, 1200 followers, uh, you know, um, but, but I mean, that's kind of how I want it. Right. Like I made these for my Twitter friends, like, and that's, and that's how it is. Like I didn't, um, I had no other, well, again, goals, right? There was no goals with this, except I just felt like making some donuts. Oh, I need to say, uh, Brianna Carzu, author, illustrator of Lou and the upcoming Greenlight. Yes. Um, the week, the, either the week or two weeks before then, uh, there was a fundraiser where she was offering um, uh, AMA Zoom. And I bid on it and I said, but actually I said, would you do a studio tour? Uh, because I love cut paper and it's something I'm interested in. So we met, she showed me her process, it was amazing. Uh, uh, she showed me her collection of papers. Then we talked about the process and I said, yeah, I said, I have all these papers that I've made that I'm just too, um, uh, too, too chicken to cut up because it's, um, they're, they're beautiful on their own as works of art, right? Like they're these large pieces of paper that you've painted. Uh, you, you've, you've splattered with pattern or, or, or just random marks. And, um, I like them and I've been really hesitant to cut them up. And she goes, just go for it. She goes, you can always paint more. And I was like, wow, like, yeah, no, that, that's it. So when I started doing the donuts, I decided I would finally uh, cut those up and I did. And yeah, um, one of those things just, uh, uh, Brenna years, not years, <laughs> feels like years, uh, a long time ago when I did my first follower push, I put up, a um, uh, reply with your favorite word and I'll enter you for a free critique. And you entered and you put serendipity as yours, if I recall. Mine was skedaddle. But oh, maybe Marjorie it. had serendipity. Oh, that's right. That's right. I apologize. Okay. Okay. That's Scale okay. is a good one. No, no, no. Okay. Ah, um, so yeah, well, there you go. Um, uh, it was very serendipitous. All those things just sort of coming together. Even the bad news, just everything, you know, everything falling together in that one place of that at that time. And that I would make my first donut out of cut paper and that it worked. Um, yeah. So here I am, right? Like half a year later. Yeah. Um, doing picture book interpretations. Don't, donut, donut interpretations are my favorite <laughs> books. And I love the shout out to her with the last, with the yeah. last donut of the year, or I mean, the last donut of your your twelve yeah. days of donuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I knew I wanted to give Brenna, uh, sorry Brianna, the um, uh, shout out, uh, but I was very pleased with how that came together because for the last one, you know, I spent so much time looking back at, in, in some cases, pretty old books. Well, not that old. I think Streganona was the oldest, but. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's always nice to to end looking forward. It was really and, smart. And move, yeah. that, beg your pardon. I, that was a really smart move. I like that you Thanks. did it that way, like putting it out into the future. Yeah. 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 It was perfect. How? 
I imagined your process to be fresh, fresh textured patterned paper for each donut. How, what proportion of what you've made is using up stuff that you have and have made? Already? So, um, a skill I don't have is, um, <laughs> patience, <laughs> but also, um, well, in a practical sense, color matching is very difficult for me. When I, when I made my first batch of papers, it was just, I just sort of like went for it. And I just sort of, um, I squeezed paint directly onto the paper and then painted from there. I didn't have like little dishes of paint. Um, I just squeezed paint onto the paper, spread it either with my hand or like a little rubber spatula. And I just did all these papers. They came out beautifully. I love how they did. The thing is I can never replicate that because I don't have a formula, right? And not, not just that, I've discovered as I've tried to make more of these papers, um, it's largely dependent also like on, on my mood and how I'm feeling because I tried it going into the 12 days of donuts. I thought, you know, I'm going to make some new papers for this and just, it might be inspiring. Not one came out. Um, they're just, they're, they're overworked. They're muddy. They don't have that same sort of like vibrancy. Um, I had to make new papers for the white cat and the monk a donut because I needed something that looked like wood grain and I had absolutely zero dark brown paper. Hmm. Um, I probably spent, I'm not kidding, uh, like four hours trying to achieve something I think I thought could work. Um, even, even now, like it's not, I don't think it's like the best, uh, it's the best I had available, but it's probably not the best I could have done or have found or discovered. Um, but yeah, so, um, I'm working my way through, all the papers, I'm, I'm looking at them. Um, it's getting to where like I'm using the scraps. I have these sheets with donut holes cut out of them or donut shaped holes in them. And in between those holes, I'm trying to find enough paper to make donuts. So I'm gonna use up that paper so there's nothing left. I guess like my, if, if I continue doing this, the next donuts will just get smaller and smaller and smaller as I start using you know, the holes to actually be like the bodies of the next donuts. What if you did like a tiny invisible things donuts Book, like a donuts Ooh. edition. So it's Ooh, like tiny. crossover the century. <laughs> I can't get that small working with oh my gosh. So I've seen um uh Eric Carl, of course, who's who's the the, the master, uh the you know, of um uh, of this technique. Um there are videos of his process and he actually uses like these tweezers, like 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 surgical tweezers, like those long nosed ones. Yeah. Um, to manipulate his papers into into position, and I'm like, I need that because if you've ever seen my process videos, you'll see me sometimes like with a piece stuck to my uh, index finger, and I'll pull it <laughs> off to my right, and then on my right hand, and then I pull it off with my left hand, and then it sticks to that one, and it's like this like oh my gosh, Charlie yeah. Chaplin routine where I'm like, it just goes back and forth as I pinch it from one <laughs> finger to the next. It's ridiculous, but I'm, I'm sure there's better ways to do it, but I'll, I'll discover those as I as I carry on. Next donut round. Well. I love um, I love what you said about like overworking the paper and having it mm. get muddied. That's like such a perfect metaphor for mm. you know your art and the donuts and also just writing. And no, I talk about the podcast like that too. That's yeah, why we yeah. don't prepare questions like we mm -hmm. said because mm -hmm. we could never just let it sort of be or you know go down these rabbit holes that are yeah 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 well, well, right right how would we have landed here for example yeah. right but no that's yeah and. Um, uh, yeah, no, overworking, you know, um, obviously there's value um, in, in critiques and revisions, but yeah, I, I've, I've seen uh, firsthand people overwork things uh, like in writing yeah. and, you know, um, I, I think even the muddied analogy um, is relevant, you know, like, like 
on the paper, it's very visual and you can just see it. It actually looks like mud, you know, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the words, you know, like they may be in the nice, you know, they might be in the right order. They might be, but it, it is muddy. Like I think, I think sometimes the intent gets lost. Our customary review break. Remember how important it is to add your verse to an author's poem by reviewing their work, especially if you like it. This week, Brenna chose City Under the City by Dan Yaccarino. The eyeballs are watching and Bix isn't pleased. A typical kid in an atypical world, Bix wants to do it herself. Thank you very much. She spends her days avoiding the eyes literal creepy looming eyeballs until she discovers a small crack in the wall the adventure that unfolds is exciting sad and ultimately very satisfying because who doesn't love a secret city put this one on your list today and count me in i am unfamiliar with this book and i'm going to put it on my list immediately my pick for this episode focuses on how being yourself can sometimes make you stand out more than if you try for something you're not perfectly thematic with this episode of knowing yourself and owning who you are. There's a line in Stephanie Campisi's Quacks Like a Duck that's so perfect for this episode. You know, I have no idea what this is, and it looks really weird, but it's actually pretty great. Long may we all feel that way about our own duck-billed, otterford, egg-laying, beaver-tailed creative children. Nice work, Stephanie Campisi. Now back to the show. It is, it's, it's refreshing too, because this is hearkening back to, uh, to our first conversation. The other yeah. times I've been able to chat over the last year. And I, I just appreciate so much the discrepancy between, I guess discrepancy has a negative connotation, mm. but the, um, the dichotomy is a better <laughs> word between, uh, between your fresh mandala like approach to your work and making sure that you do what you can to get it right. And the pursuit of perfection and overworking and and i guess i guess one of my reactions uh thoughts in the back of my head that i'm i'm having now is how you know with an with enough of a uh, a long tail everything that we do all the perfection that we are chasing after with publication is all temporary i mean unless you Mm. unless you are um making a streganona or, uh, you know, pokey little puppy or, you know, something that, that becomes more enduring, which yeah. is increasingly difficult these days. It's, it's all relatively temporary, um, and fleeting. You know, yeah, no. Right. I mean, it's so true. And I mean, like did, uh, Tommy DePaula set out, you know, like, uh, for perfection, we made Streganona. I mean, like maybe there was a mat, you know, there's, um, uh, in, in the 12 days of donuts, there was a moment, um, in making my donut for Barry song where th- I recognize this is rare and very special, but it felt like something else was at work. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw when I posted it, I posted, it, it felt like, it felt like I was just guiding these pieces, you know, like it was, a, so, um, you know, maybe, maybe in the making of Stregonona, maybe, maybe something, maybe there was a force there, you know, that, that sort of like created this thing that, but yeah, uh, that's not something you can turn off or on. And it's not something you can, uh, bet on or count on for being there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, like think of all the marvelous works. I mean, you know, people with all their debuts, so many books come out every year. Right. But like, uh, will you see them in, in two, three, four years? Like it, it's hard to say, you never know yeah. what's, what's gonna, um, you know, what's going to click. Um, and there's so many factors. I mean, you know, like the marketing, uh, efforts behind them, uh, the marketplace at the time, uh, whether there's a blockbuster on, on, 
streaming on TV that's getting everyone's attention. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many extraneous factors that, yeah. yeah. So I think, well, I think you're actually right. Like it, it's yeah. probably wisest to approach it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, you know, misrepresenting yourself with Gerald Connors, because I like, <laughs> I, I, I like that I come across as, as, as this Zen like figure um, I'm creating for the pure joy. Um, you realize I've done this for many, many years and getting to this place has taken so much, you know, um, I, I have, I, I had and have a very strong perfectionist streak in me. Um, um, and it's only in recent times, uh, that I've, um, uh, that I'm wrestling, that, that, that I'm gaining, that I'm gaining the upper hand on this, uh, on mm. this giant then, invisible well, thing yeah forever so, hovers over my shoulder Another i'll paint a picture over. then it's perfect. yeah i'll paint a picture and say say master and apprentice enter the temple and approach the zen master <laughs> and say you know zen master i uh i'm having trouble with this apprentice who is impatient and uh seeks perfection the zen master says you know you once you once felt the same way about your craft as did i so we're, ah. all, we're all works in progress yep Works in progress with Josh yeah. Lincoln. Well, <laughs> well, okay. So hmm. also I saw yesterday on the 12 Days of Donuts, you said you were going to put oh. it into a book. Is it true? Can you tell us everything? And also sub question. Yep, My yep. critique partner and friend Emily would like to know when and where she can buy some prints to put of donuts in her kid's bedroom. Because Where's your, where's your red them. bubble? Yeah. My gosh. For the okay. permanency. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's so, um, um, do we know when this will air? Do you, I mean, I, I know you kind of wing it, but do you have a... Um... Not for a bit. And we can hold it too. We can oh, hold well, it. You know what? It doesn't like... matter. To those of you listening in the future, <laughs> I will have launched my Kickstarter today at noon. Oh, what? Oh, that's so exciting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've um, last night at 2 a.m., I, I uploaded my finished, my completed video to Kickstarter. Uh, Kickstarter says it requires allow three to four days for a project to be approved. Uh, but I hit submit and it said, you've been approved in- instantly. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And uh, I, That's my heart your donuts. They're well, just like, you, yeah, my, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that moderator. He doesn't care. He's, he's there at 2 a.m. Like, he's, sure. Yeah, he's watching Star Trek and, you know, he, <laughs> he's yeah, just... Eating, like, eating Cheetos and... Exactly. He's letting he's everyone through. like, I'm good. <laughs> Whatever. I'm making a very slothful picture of this Kickstarter yeah. moderator. Oh, man. Donuts? Yes, please. <laughs> you know, so uh, it's, it's been approved and it just requires me to click launch. And uh, um, uh, I, I feel a little bit of trepidation because you have that feeling. What if you throw a party and no one shows up? Uh, mm. But, you know, it is it is what it is. Um, uh, I think I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm willing to also, you know what? I, I think... Um, Perfect cap to this whole experience. So uh, no plans for prints as of yet, but the way I've set up the Kickstarter is that you can pledge just for to get a copy of the book, or you can pledge and get a custom donut, chef's choice, or you can pledge and get the donut, uh, um, sorry, pledge, get a donut, an original donut, chef's choice that I make. You, you, know, you don't get to pick the theme. Or you pledge, you can say, I would like the way people have been requesting donuts. That's at a higher level because that's going to take more work. Um, put it. And I'll put that together. Ship date, June. So I'm aiming for June on the one-year anniversary of 
donuts for everybody. June 26, 2023, the release date of this of this book. Wow. I love I love all of this. So the link will I'm go so up glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad to see you light up. <laughs> I, I really am. You know, I mean like I, I yeah, I don't know what uh, yeah, yeah. It's um thank you. Thank you for your enthusiasm because it's it's making me uh, feel better. Oh, good. So I wasn't yeah. feeling bad, but it's, it's, it's encouraging, you know, it's, it's yeah. boosting me. It's, yeah. it's that well, last bit I need to get over that hump. Here's, here's what I had ex- expected partially mm. mentally prepared myself for again, doesn't, doesn't pay to prepare is sure. for this to be a, uh, d- did this, I'm out of, I'm out of textured paper at this point. <laughs> uh, I'm, 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 I'm over donuts. Uh, yeah. donuts are, donuts are the butt squash. Donuts of, can uh, suck it with Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> no more donuts. I'm full with Gerald Connors. Yes. Uh, but no, no, it's been, uh, it, it sounds like at least it's been a joyous enough process that, uh, that you're willing to double down and invest more of yourself uh, in it. Well, well, yes and no. Um, uh, I won't say I've had enough of the donuts because it's, it's been a joy. It's been an absolute joy. Um, there's been few that have been more challenging than others. The last batch I did before the 12 days of donuts were the ones I'd put off. For one reason or another, one of them was the podcast one because my best yeah. idea was only a donut with microphone uh, headphones on, and you know I was just like it. It's I, I want to do more than that, and then it took a long time, and I'm not sure what I saw. I guess maybe Maddie's uh, Quaka crossed my timeline, and I was like, mm. oh, I, I know what it is. Um, and then something about that Ernest Quaka, and um, uh, this isn't false modesty. I'm not great at caricatures. That's a really specific skill. And there are people who are really good at caricatures. However, I feel like that quokka looks like you, Josh. Like it's, <laughs> I've channeled, I, I, I did something right there. And it's, um, that, that's you in quokka form. It's um, good. It's very, oh, I love it. it, it took, I I got, I'm not kidding. It took a long time to get there. You know, I think you had ordered that like maybe back in October or something. Um, so it didn't, it didn't click till just, just then. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I appreciate it. So yeah, um, um, it's it it's a good one. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's been a joy. It's been fun. I also don't want to do donuts forever, but it's been it's been such a special project that I don't want to just like stop doing it. So this feels like the right thing to do to collect these into a book. Um, I, I hope to include. I hope I will include. Um, never before seen works in the book because I also want it to be special, not just oh here's all the donuts just in one place. Like it's going to have things that people have not seen. Um, and then and then as I think bigger, I'm like you know what? Also, there's a place here for blurbs, um, maybe some words in between. I'm going to hit up people who requested a donut, maybe for like a little bit of. I, I think this is. I beg your pardon. I'll write about my donut. I wrote. Exactly. I, I ordered the pickle one. I'll write something. Oh, that was a good. One. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and that one next to Audrey's put a bird on it. Is the two Portlandia donuts side by yes. side? Right. Yes. Oh, I should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Schitt's Creek donut was really uh, um, popular, and that one was a surprise because I put that one off. No, I, I thought I was going to put that one off, and then suddenly it clicked. Um. Um. And that one came together really beautifully. I really like how that one. Although yeah. it's, it, should, it should probably be called the David Rose donut, not yeah, right. specifically. <laughs> yeah, but right. I mean, there, there's all sorts of crossover opportunities here. So I'm uh, okay. I'm excited again. Now I can't yeah. wait to yeah. kickstart this thing. Awesome. Yeah, I wasn't like not going to, but you know, like I said, you know, I was like, oh, is, is anybody going to 
care, but now, yeah. now I don't, I don't care if anyone cares because I suddenly really care about <laughs> yeah. making this book because it's going to yeah. be, it's going to be something else entirely. And I, okay. And we can totally take this mm. out of the podcast if, if you nah. want to, but I've heard through the grapevine mm-hmm. and seen just on Twitter, cause I'm around, sure. uh, Francis Gilbert specifically would like to see donuts from you in a book. Um, so she might be very interested in this specific. Well, th- this book isn't going to be necessary. This is going to be like an art book more than, you know, like this is like to celebrate the experience. So it's not but a story. Still, book. still, it could, you know, like people are interested and they want to see it. So like this could, I don't know. I, I feel like it could go any number of ways. Like people it, get it, excited and be like, dude, we want you to do our donut art for blah, blah, blah. And then it like, <laughs> for like a new more stuff. For I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, it, it really could go uh, anywhere, and and we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see where it where so it does go. Well, you're certainly tipping the scales towards airing this episode before the cessation of your kit's Kickstarter. That's true. Keep, keep, uh, it's set for thirty days, so it's going to be February sixth. Um, so so maybe maybe by then we could yeah, like we could bump it up so that we can help like promote the that, Kickstarter. Uh, that actually sounds amazing, okay. um, but but Easy. but do what do what's best for you because it's all it's all good to me. I mean, it's like if, <laughs> so if you have like you know, like don't don't bump the uh, what is it like Arbor Day <laughs> like an Arbor Day episode. Don't bump that for my donuts. I mean, like you <laughs> have to you have to release that one in February, otherwise it won't make sense, right? So, you're right, it'd just yeah, be stupid yeah. then. No, it would be stupid. <laughs> your, your Arbor Day right. episode would be stupid out of right. February. That, it makes me yeah. think that we should have Kate Allen Fox on next <gasps> February. Oh, talk about Pando for Arbor Day. Smart. That That's right. That's right. There Maybe we go. There's too. the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, her next book's a Solar Eclipse book. So figure out when that's happening, and right. we'll, air it, we'll air it at nighttime. <laughs> and in eclipses, so you can Do listen to it as you watch the eclipse. <laughs> oh my lord! No, but no. we—I mean, we sort of plan how we're gonna release the episodes, just like how we plan for the actual yeah. episode recording. So, like, and that's the great thing about being in charge; like, we could just do what we want. Like, yeah. we'll just yeah. leave it up. <laughs> right? That's easy. Right? Exactly. No, no. That that sort of fluidity is um is is. is is great. I love yeah. it. I love yeah. it. I love that you approach Lucy this. Lucy Goosey. Lucy Goosey. <sighs> well, I'm jazzed. Um, and before time gets too far away from sure. us, I did put with not a lot of time ahead of time that call mm-hmm. out on Twitter for questions. And I've been instructed by Jenny Gorbach, your friend and mine, uh, <laughs> to ask you if you know anything about James Marshall. This is something that we were going to ask J- you about James anyway. Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Well played. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> so this is this is important enough to you that you know I've I've seen guest blog posts on what I can't remember where that you've written about years years ago and you mm. include James Marshall biographer in your Twitter profile. Yes. Uh, say more about what this what what this means to you. Okay, um, James Marshall, the, the the famed children's book uh, author and illustrator, best friend to Maurice Sendak. Um, and very good friend Arnold Lobel, you know, so a contemporary of, of you know, um, those creators. Uh, the three of them, you know, sort of masters of, of um, uh, and bestsellers of the children books of the 80s and 90s. Sorry, this is very sloppy. Um, let, let me just jump straight to, um, let me assume that you all know who James Marshall is. Children's book author, illustrator, working in the late 70s, 80s, died in 1992 from AIDS. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, closeted publicly, or at least to the uh, um, 
uh, book buying public, um, but but celebrated, you know, uh, by his peers and and um, and the many children who loved his books. I was reading um, online this, his biography, and it said he died of a brain tumor, and something just whispered to me, "No, he didn't." And I didn't know what to do with that. I just, I just heard it very clear in my head. I'm like, and, and this is before I even knew he was gay. I was just like, no, I, I don't, like, it, that doesn't sound right. Um, many, many years later, like that sort of stayed in my head. And then years later, you know, it comes out that he was gay. Arnold Lobel was gay. Maury Senek was gay. Um, this, and still not really public, but it's understood that he actually died of, of AIDS. So, I'm at a little free library and I find a book. Um, it's, it's by his co-author, Harry Allard, um, on, they collaborate a lot of books together. I didn't know that Harry Allard ever worked without James Marshall. Hold on, some sirens going by. <laughs> we always say my right is here. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, this is a good, I, I, I feel like this is, That whole introduction was so messy. I want to do over on all of this because like, it, it's really, it's, it's, um, th this would make such a sloppy part of the, of what I, of what I feel so far has been a very beautiful episode, uh, and, and fluid. And suddenly I'm like at a loss for words on James Marshall. What the heck? I mean, um, okay. Um, it's, it feels weird for me to talk about because like I, that, that voice that spoke to me, I don't know what that is. Uh, but I heard it. I feel that I have an obligation to tell James Marshall's life story. Um, now, like in terms of the, the, the great pantheon of great children book creators, I don't know that he's like my favorite necessarily. Like his books aren't my favorite books. I love his work. I think, I think a lot of what he does is amazing. But I feel that I understand him better than I understand any other creator. And I don't know what that is, like whether we're, we're like-minded or I see something um, uh, reflected in, you know, like, uh, in the way we work, like I, I see his works and I, I understand the choices he made, like in the body of work I'm looking at. Um, again, I don't know what that is or where that comes from, but I, I feel I have this um, duty to tell his life story. So I've written a picture book biography of James Marshall. Oh, before that, Julie Danielson, who ran the Seven Impossible Things blog, um, she was a James Marshall fellow the year before I was. So I reached out to her to say, hey, I'm doing this thing. What should I look out for? I want to make the most of my time. We started talking. Um, it became clear to her that I was uh, as much into James Marshall as she was. Uh, so she invited me to work on the biography she was working uh, for adults of his life. So we started collaborating, um, but the project didn't, we, it didn't, we couldn't really find um, the story we wanted to tell. We were floundering a little. Uh, pandemic hit, it felt a little too much of a, um, uh, Jules was starting to feel like it was kind of a burden, uh, or that, that she was burdening me with a project that wasn't moving forward. So she asked if we could like just permanently shelve it. And I said, sure. Before then she had said to me, you know, you should be writing a picture book biography of his life. And I was like, well, you know, we're working on this one and I kind of feel weird about that. Uh, so I just, I just let it go after she, she shelved the project. Uh, something clicked and I wrote the picture book biography. Uh, but I said to her, um, something's moving and I want to pursue this. Is that okay with you? Because, you know, we had been collaborating before. And she said, oh yeah, all means go, by all means, go ahead, go for it. 
so I wrote the book, started shopping it around, uh, had it in front of a few editors who all like it uh, very much, uh, editors and agents, but they also feel that it's a little too adult for, it, it straddles a line. They, uh, some, some editors have said that it straddles too much being a kid's work and an adult's work. But, uh, and I, I respect that and I totally see where they're coming from because I see that in the work too. But my point is that I've really written this for adult fans of James Marshall. Um, and this book really is like, it's a picture book for adults. Um, so until, until that um, gets resolved, uh, the book is, is going to remain uh, in this limbo. Could you do a honest. Kickstarter for James Marshall? You know what? Um, I've yeah. actually thought about that more than once. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and I, I, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what to say about that because like it's, it's, I, I could use the donuts project as, as a gauge, you know, to see like mm-hmm. what kind of interest is in there. Because again, like the same way I feel that responsibility to tell a story, I also feel the responsibility to get the story out there and mm-hmm. self-publishing makes that very difficult. And I don't know if I'm up to that challenge. So if I could get this book um, through a more traditional channel, I think that's, I think that's probably the path for this book, mm-hmm. but uh, you know me, <laughs> I'm, uh, if, if I get t- too tired of waiting, then yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably kickstart it. Depending on whether you get that monitor, that's moderator, that's uh, you know, deep in chill. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I need that guy. I need, I need that guy in my yeah. corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. Munch. Yeah, <laughs> Munch. His name is Munch. <laughs> that's fascinating. And again, I mean, thematically consistent with the way that we talk about the muse taking hold and yeah, channeling yeah. something that's different and bigger, maybe metaphysical, maybe just deeper within yourself than, mm-hmm. than you are. And lear- learning to understand that voice and seize on that voice. It's interesting to me that that it's it it tweaked your interest. James Marshall in particular tweaked your interest in how he he piqued your interest. I'm use, use two different terms to refer to that. But mm-hmm. it's I just um Respect for that. Respect for seeing that through and, and hearing that voice and pursuing that in in an official, you know, James Marshall Fellowship capacity. Um, hope for the best for that project. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, another one of these things that could not have predicted or, um, you know, like as, as much as I was interested in him and his work, it wasn't until I discovered that book by Harry Allard that led me down that rabbit hole where I was like, I wasn't even sure Harry Allard was a real person because... Um, again, like sort of understanding how James Marshall works. I, I was like, these books are written by James Marshall. Like there's another person's name on there. Um, and I was like, is that even real? Cause he had a pseudonym. He had Edward Marshall who he claimed was his brother. Oh, um, interesting. which he did cause he was, he was so prolific. He was turning out so much work that, um, either his agent or his editors were like, you know, you're going to dilute your brand. You know, like you can't make this much work. And he's like, okay, then my brother will do it. And he creates this guy called Edward Marshall, who it's his middle name. Awesome. Uh, so Edward Marshall, <laughs> written by Edward Marshall, illustrated by James Marshall. Awesome. Um, um, as just kind of a workaround uh, to, yeah. to do that. Uh, oh, so, you know, so I was like, okay. And also, you know, the Miss Nelson stories are all about, you know, like uh, fake identities and, 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 disguises and I'm like okay so it's totally possible Harry Allard wasn't a real person yeah um, yeah oh man that's so, yeah that's fascinating so my, my essay on that topic and it turns out Harry Allard is a real person he was living in Oaxaca Mexico died in 2018 uh, shortly after I, I got in touch with him 
Um, so I had a chance to speak to him through a man named Claudio who spoke only Spanish. So it was very difficult for oh, us to wow. communicate, but, but I, I did manage That's to, awesome. um, but yeah, the title of that article of which you can find at the university of Connecticut's blog is, uh, uh Harry Allard is missing. Oh, that's wow. That's awesome. I'll find the link and put it in the show. Yeah. Notes for anyone oh, yeah, yeah. Who, wants yeah. to, who wants to read that. Um, okay, so one last point before before we let you go, because we're like sure. over an hour now, but... Yeah, um, we had a late start, though, with all the technical difficulties. That's true. But, but I, I respect your time, so whatever <laughs> whatever you need. Whatever you um, need. Well, and this is not just like a, like a passing point. It's like a whole big like jar of worms that I'm opening, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to, I wanted to throw it out there. So I recently have, I have this friend, and I talked about it on the podcast that we did with Madeline who does past life regression, Mm. um, hypnosis. And it is like fascinating to me. So I've done a session with her. It's very interesting. And there's this whole thing where you sort of, at the end of a session, you can speak directly to like your higher self. So the whole concept is that like your conscious self sort of like moves out of the way and you can ask questions, you know, directly to your higher self who essentially has all of the knowledge of like the, you know, all of the universe and all the stuff, because like, we're all energy just sort of moving from place to place. Right. So when you said though, that you had this voice in your head that said like, no, he didn't, or like, you know, I need to like work on this somehow. I just, I'm very interested in like where that came from. Right. Like maybe if, if there was some past life where you were like, you know, a part of James Marshall's world or something, it would be, that would be like so interesting to just sort of like follow that rabbit hole. I, I find that whole thing fascinating. So like, if, I, it's too, if that's like, yeah. too, like too much well, out there, like I get it, but I just, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Madeline's um, writing. Um, her readings, mm-hmm. I think are, are the most, um, um, the uh, like kindest, um, loveliest most, most beautiful affirmations i really yes. like what what she offers and they're like in, virtual in hugs i love yeah yeah but they're also like so well written you know like they're yes. just they're, they're like wonderful to 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 read um um that said <laughs> that that idea terrifies me as much as like that cobra mm-hmm. in the house of ideas i'm like i don't i don't know i want to uh See I the get that. Universe all at once. <laughs> my my more... husband had the same reaction. He's yeah. like, I don't want to go in there. I'm afraid of like mm. what what I might find out. He's like, I'm good. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, that's what yeah, 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 yeah. I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. I just yeah, yeah. I thought it was no. Really I it's it's gonna it's gonna be a mystery. It'll it'll be yeah. uh it'll be a mystery. I can um uh, enjoy the rest of my days. Yeah. Well, here's yeah. here's where our lack of planning falls apart because the perfect way to end this would be for us to have Madeline pop into the chat right now. Oh my god. Do a regression live <laughs> <laughs> to that explore awesome. how you were James Marshall. Oh my god. You <laughs> mad? I'd be out of here so fast. No, man. Be like, you would have thought I like no, you Nah, oh, nah. And can we stop it right there? Nope. <laughs> nope. No, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Gerald slowly backs away from the podcast and like, off, like okay, we're done else. here. Yeah. I've said too much. <laughs> I'm scared of ghosts with Gerald Connors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared of myself. I'm scared of the universe. With yeah. <laughs> well, I got. Oh, go before ahead. Sorry. We, bef- before we do the the wrap up, I got a I got a late breaking question. Oh, okay. And I'm glad I'm glad of who it came from. Our right. friend, our collective friend, Bill Canterbury. Oh, hey. I love Bill. Bill Canterbury. Shout out to Bill. He made it on the podcast anyway. Um, why donuts? 
Um, I and I, I think the answer is whimsy, but uh, he expounds, why didn't he go with croissants or biscuits or French loaves? How was this decision <laughs> made that upturned the art world? Jeez. Um, well, um, simple answer um, is that on that day where I felt I needed uh, some color and, and, and sweetness and joy, uh, the best place I could think of was uh, Donut Petit um, across town from me. Uh, they make really beautiful donuts. Uh, you'll see them featured in the Kickstarter video. There's a little snippet of me purchasing donuts. I, I do a, I do a dramatic reenactment of me buying yes. donuts on the day. Oh, I can't because that was in June, but I filmed this like just a couple weeks ago. So in the background, there's like, there's like a nutcracker and tinsel everywhere. So, you know, as a reenactment, it's not, um, it's not the, the most perfect <laughs> recreation of that moment. Uh, so, so yeah, simple answer. That was the best place for me to find those things at that time. Uh, the, the, the heady big answer is that, you know, donuts being a circle, uh, the, the unity of that, you know, we could talk about everything everywhere all at once and the bagel and that sort of mm -hmm. the circle that just encompasses everything. Perhaps it was just meant to be. Oh, that's a great place to stop. Well done, Gerald. Thank that's you. a perfect snippet. It'll <laughs> 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 be the soundbite that goes up the front. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. I mean, but for real, thank you so much for coming on again. Oh, like, we love having you on. We're both like, oh my God, that was so fun. Oh, thanks. That's that's really, um, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Now, do we have time for the Dead Manuscript Society? Oh, oh yes. My God. I can't we got so that. entrenched in everything else. Yes, okay, we do. But, okay, I mean, but uh, th this also calls back to the last episode, Josh, where you noticed uh, you mentioned Breakfast for Hedgie, a book that existed in an edition of one that sat on my desk. Uh, I'm sorry to say a cat knocked over a cup of water and um, <laughs> soaked that book. I came upstairs to find that book sort of like glued down to the top of my desk. Uh, I peeled it up and I was like, oh no, like that, that's uh -oh. it. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, yeah, okay, just, it is what it is, um, you know, swept away with the sands, uh, with, the, with those sands. But I have it here on this device. Uh, so, oh, awesome. Um, so it feels, it feels appropriate to share here. Yes, perfect. Breakfast for Hedgie by Gerald Connors. Under the light of the moon, a little nose poked out of the earth. It was Hedgie the Hedgehog. Time for breakfast at the old stump, he said. Oh, he sang, grubby grubs, buggy bugs. It's a hop and a jump to the rotten old stump, and there will be breakfast for me. And off he walked. Across the meadow, Hedgie met his friend, Shrewy. Have a worm, Hedgie? offered his friend. That little worm? No, thank you. I am heading for a finer breakfast. And Hedgie sang again. Oh, grubby grubs, buggy bugs, beetle crunch, munchy munch. It's a hop and a jump to the rotten old stump, and there will be a breakfast for me. Then Hedgie saw his friend, Toady. Hey, Hedgie, said Toady, would you like a night crawler? That dirty thing, said Hedgie. No, thank you. I am on my way to a much finer feast. Oh, grubby grubs, buggy bugs, beetle crunch, munchy munch, wings and feet, what a treat. It's a hop and a jump to the rotten old stump, and there will be a breakfast for me. Then Hedgie saw his friend Batsy. Hola, Hedgie, said Batsy. Share the slug? Oh, no, huffed Hedgie. I'm headed to a much, much finer feast. And he began to sing. 
Oh, dot, dot, dot. And the illustration reveals the stump is, um, there are two large raccoons um, having a party in the stump. They're throwing grubs in the air. They've, they've taken over. <laughs> and then Hedgie walks away dejectedly under the light of the moon. <laughs> Hedgie saw his friend Porky. What's the matter? Asked Porky. I have nothing to eat, said Hedgie. Have a pine cone, offered Porky. Are they good? Asked Hedgie. No, said Porky, but there's plenty of them. Right over there by that rotten old log. And there's a pile of pine cones behind it is this enormous log covered, covered in, in colorful grubs. Oh, grubby grubs, buggy bugs, beetle crunch, munchy munch, wings and feet, what a treat, crickety crack, June bug snack, juicy legs, termite eggs, antennas and wings, delicious things at this log, this rotten log, this marvelous tree. And it's all for me. The end. I haven't seen that since uh, for a while now. That's that's. I that's love nice. the I love the recurring stanza. It's so it like paints the perfect picture. I didn't need to see the illustration. Oh, very oh, that's sweet. right. Yeah, yeah. You know, as an author illustrator, I, I I rely very heavily on illustrations to go with. So that was fun to actually just read that uh, over the air. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, and the naming, uh, calling back to your son's affinity for that orangey story oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 on yeah. The nose right um, yeah yeah hedgy batsy shrewy toady yeah yeah, yeah. not, not over yeah and breakfast for hedgy being thematically consistent with the rest of it which is uh hedgy's diverted by uh by a new opportunity and he follows uh he follows where opportunity presents itself mm -hmm. and makes yeah. something of it right and full of surprises that's right yeah I, I, I realize also I like that line. Are they good? No, but there's lots of them. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 uh, that made me smile as I was reading. I forgot. I forgot that You're line. Right. Like, have some. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. My, like my manuscripts. <laughs> <laughs> the agents asked. Yeah. yeah. Are there any good? No, but there's lots of them. <laughs> you may contribute a verse. Thanks for listening this week. Find out more about us and our guests and the artists behind their cover and theme music at our websites, verse.show, renegenerate.com, and joshmontgords.com. See you next verse. Bye.